Imagine you and a stranger are paired together for a little game. Now there's some money up for grabs and you're both given two choices. Share or snake. If you both share, you both win £15 each. But if one of you shares and one of you snakes, the snake will win £50, leaving the person who chose share with nothing. And if you both pick snake, you both leave with nothing. Would you pick snake in the hopes of taking a bigger prize for yourself or would you pick share to share a smaller prize? What would you do? What should you do? And why should we even care? Hello and welcome. You're listening to How to Rob Bank. I'm Zoe. I'm Via, And we're both still trying to find X. It's the long-awaited Snake or Share episode from our Instagram social experiment where you're going to teach us some game theory. Yes, and in this episode, I also want to share the Traveller's Dilemma 2. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Basically, there's a mathematical theorem that states that if you've heard of the Prisoner's Dilemma before, you've definitely heard it at least 121 times before too because it has been discussed ad nauseum. But I still think it'll be an interesting episode. To be fair... Right. We thought the same thing about the Monty Hall problem, which we discussed back in episode one. And we thought that people would be sick of hearing about it because it's so well known. But actually, it's only really well known in the maths community and possibly the STEM community. And the average Joe might not have heard about it. Every time I hear Dilemma, I'm just going to play that, um, that, (laughs) (laughs) from that song from this point on. (laughs) Okay. So what is actually The Prisoner's Dilemma? Um, The original scenario is something along the lines of this. So there are two criminals and they've committed a crime together. They're held in separate rooms with no way of communicating with each other at all. And there's no direct evidence that these two men have committed the crime. And so the prosecutor makes a proposal to each of the prisoners separately, okay? And so the prosecutor tells them that they can choose to either betray their accomplice or remain silent. And the prosecutor explains the four possible situations. Outcome one, if you betray your accomplice and your accomplice remains silent, then you'll be free, but your accomplice will serve three years in prison. Outcome two, if you remain silent, but the other suspect doesn't, then you'll be convicted and serve three years in prison while your accomplice will be set free. The third outcome, if you both confess, then both of you will serve two years in prison. And the last outcome, if neither of you confess, then you'll both be convicted on a lesser charge and serve just one year in prison. And basically, the prisoner's dilemma asks, what should you do? So, Bia, If you and I were caught for all of our clickbait crimes, right, would you betray me or would you remain silent? Shall we reveal our choices after three? Yes. Wait, should we write it down and then just share it? Um, let's say betray or silent. Okay. Betray or silent. Okay. You do the same. Ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Zoe picked silent, but Bia picked betray. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Sorry for betraying. You know what? It's cuz, right? Okay. I chose silence because if you betrayed me, then 
I believe you'll feel guilty for betraying me. Yes. <laughs> that's good enough punishment. Oh, really? From my end. That's a, you're such a, you're like the bigger person. Like, um, yeah, I don't know how that feels, but... Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, Bas- fine. No, I'll betray you. No, no, no. Basically, I wanted to stay silent. If I knew you were going to pick silent, I would have picked silent. That's the whole point. I- what, you think I'm going to snake you? Yeah, I thought you were going to snake me, so I just didn't want to be snaked. That I just don't want to be snaked. It's not that I want to be a snake. I just don't want to be snaked. That's, that's my whole mantra, so... So... From this, we found out that Zoe's the bigger person. Yes. Not in a fat way, <laughs> just in like a <laughs> psychological way. <laughs> I'm sorry, I do feel bad. And we'll talk oh. about why I did that soon as well, because it's all linked to the dominant strategy and all of this stuff. Juicy game theory. Oh my god. Okay, before we get into that, are there any real world applications to this problem? Well, yes. I mean, this idea of the prisoner's dilemma can be found in the military, in marketing and advertising, and it's found in a lot of game shows as well, including Love Island. Okay, so the military application makes sense, right? It's an obvious one. Like, how does it work in marketing and advertising? Yeah, yeah. So, um, say you have McDonald's and Burger King, and they want to consider how much money they'll spend on advertising. Let's say they spend the usual amount that's not a lot. And if they both spend the usual amount, they have some profit of a million dollars, for example. But if one of them advertises more than the other, so let's say McDonald's is advertising more, then McDonald's would make a profit of two million dollars and Burger King would reduce their profits to, say, $750,000 because all of their customers are going to McDonald's from the advertising. But if they both spend loads of money on advertising, they would both make under a million, maybe like 900,000, because they both have so many advertising costs. So if they both cooperate, that's better for both of them. But obviously, if one of them snakes the other, then that snake could gain more customers and make more profit than the other. That's so interesting. We we did our own version of the prisoner's dilemma. Oh. Right. Yes. We did it on Instagram. We called it snake or share. So we made a post explaining the rules and encouraged everyone to comment either snake or share and then we randomly selected two comments and paired them together to see what the outcome was if both comments said snake then those two people that got chosen would get nothing if they both said share then they would get 15 pounds each and finally the saddest scenario if one of them said snake and the other said share (laughs) then the snake would get away with £50 and leave the Shara with nothing. Before we tell everyone what the result was, before starting the experiment, what did you think would happen? I thought that there would be two snakes. It would have been a funny situation. And it would mean we wouldn't lose out on any money. (laughs) The dream. I thought the same. I thought there'd be two snakes. I thought everyone would want to pick snake. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. But yeah, no, do you want to reveal what actually happened? (laughs) We had one snake and one share. Like, what? We lost out, man. We really did. <laughs> How did that make you feel? Without sounding like a therapist. <laughs> um, I was slightly surprised. A lot of people commented share. So I thought that a share-share scenario would actually happen. What about you? Well, I did the tedious thing of counting all the votes before we revealed. Um, So by that point, I knew that... Uh, the most likely outcome was snake and share, like 
like that. And also there's just two ways of getting a snake in a share. So you're sort of tilted on that side as well. That's the sensible way. I mean, that's why I wanted to rig it because I was like, we're more likely to get snake share. And so this close to rigging it to be two snakes. So close. (laughs) But yeah, I got emotionally blackmailed into being honest. Um, I know. So sad. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So we briefly interviewed the snake and the sharer for this episode. So... Thank you to our voice actors who have portrayed their words. Shall we play it now? Yes. Let's play the snake one first. Hi, thanks for participating and congratulations for winning £50. How do you feel about being a snake? I'm so sorry, I couldn't resist. Okay, here's the actual interview. How do you feel about being a snake? I felt a little bit bad at first, but I won't lie. After a while, that wore off. What did you think would happen? Like one snake, one share, two snakes or two showers? Well, because of the large amount of shares I saw when I went to type mine in, um, and also share being the seemingly safer option, I really thought it would just be two shares. Okay, so now that you know the other person chose share, do you regret your answer? No, not at all. Um, I had a sort of all or nothing mindset for it. Okay. What do you think is the best choice? I think snake is probably the best option because if you win, it's a bigger win. And if you lose, you're still in the same scenario. So it's not really negative and it doesn't affect you in any way. That's fair enough. Has this impacted your future decision-making choices Mm, in life? I don't think it'll have a significant impact as I know it could have easily gone the other way. But it's a stroke of luck that could make me go for stuff a bit more. Well, best of luck with any other stuff you go for. Thank you. Congratulations and commiserations. Well, congratulations for being chosen by the random generator and commiserations for not getting any money. Um, How do you feel about being snaked? I'm not really that worried about it. I entered more because of the interesting concept than because of the money. I do wish more people had picked share so that two people could have gotten money instead of just one. Yeah, well, I'm sorry it didn't work out that way. What did you think would happen? I wasn't really sure what to expect. It seemed like there weren't significantly more people choosing snake than share. So looking back on it, one snake and one share makes sense mathematically. I didn't think about it too much at the time, though. You're right, one snake and one sharer was the most probable outcome, but I highly doubt anyone would have counted all 200 responses. Now that you know the other person chose snake, do you regret your answer? No. Since the other person picked snake, I wouldn't get anything no matter what I picked. At least by picking share, someone else is able to get something, instead of no one getting anything. That's a very kind way of thinking about it. So what do you think is the best choice? So the expected value of snake is much higher than share with 50% of each. Snake gives you an average of £25 and share gives you an average of £7.50. £15 if you count the money earned by the other person. However, I think the overall happiness would be higher with two people earning £15 instead of one person earning £50. People enjoy getting any amount of money and in my personal experience, That happiness doesn't change very much when the amount of money increases by a smaller amount. For example, £15 to £50. Of course, if you're being completely selfish, snake is the better choice, but I assumed most people would appreciate someone else getting money too. 
Has this impacted your future decision-making choices in life? I mean, it showed me that random people on the internet usually don't care if I get money or not. I think I learned that it's more important to enjoy the experience and the reward, since I'm not really worried about whether or not I got the money. Even if we did this again, I still would have made the same choice because it had a good end result. The only bad result in this experiment is two snakes. Although, I guess that's good for you. <laughs> yes, very true. I might have considered for a split second to rig it with two snakes so we wouldn't have to pay, but that wouldn't have been a true social experiment. Well, I'm glad you didn't. To clarify, I don't think this has changed my mind about how I made decisions. It just reinforced that I made the right choice. Thanks again for letting me participate. Thank you for this chat. So, what do you think about our sneaker and our sharer? <laughs> I find it interesting that the experiment reinforced both people's beliefs. Mm. And also, you know, they're talking about the utility of money, which is some something that the other comments mentioned as well. I mean, uh, what's what for the sharer, what feels better, winning that money or the idea that someone else could min- win money and that happiness? Yeah. And there was that mentality of the snake, the snake, um, <laughs> that... They either lose nothing or, you know, gain something from it. Yeah, go hard or go home. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I think Instagram snaked us because it showed some people all the snake comments. I don't know if it was doing alphabetically or what. And it showed other people all the share comments. Um, so I guess, do you think it would have been different had it been anonymous? Um, It probably would have been different if it was anonymous because people wouldn't change their answer or like put their answer based on what they can see from the comments. Yeah. It would be more similar to uh, the actual prisoner's dilemma where, you know, one prisoner can't tell what the other prisoner is saying or going to say. And there's less common knowledge. Um, You can technically count all of the answers. Um, I don't know if anyone did that, but um, it would be an interesting experiment. Uh, so yeah, if you want to sponsor this episode so we can do more experiments with real money, let us know. Please sponsor us. So yeah. Um, so okay, so Zoe, in this specific experiment, what would you have picked? Snake or share? Um, I would have picked snake, honestly. Similar to the, the snake that we picked from the experiment. Um, I would have lost nothing and I would have gained. But also... If it was a snake share situation, I would have shared my winning money with the the sharer. Okay, so if you won the fifty pounds, you and like the other person shared, you would have given them twenty five. Yeah, because I would feel bad that they lost out. <sighs> same, same. I I think I'm exactly the same. Okay, so in that in that situation, let's reverse it slightly. Say this experiment, it was sixty pounds for split between two people so 30 each if they both share but 50 pounds if you snake so you actually so there's less money up for grabs if you snake unlike our scenario um in that situation what would you have done would you have shared um yeah i probably would have shared because again i wouldn't lose anything but i would gain something if the, the other random person picked share too I don't know. That was a weird one. What would you have done? Yeah, I think similar to you in this experiment where there's more money when you snake and then you kind of have that control. You can split it afterwards however you want to do it. Uh, In this situation, I think it's harder. 
having done this experiment from the perspective of an organizer and seeing the vast array of responses, I've actually become converted into a sharer. Whereas before I was a snake, I like, yeah. I actually think I've changed as a person. Um, I know all <laughs> villains say that, but like, I actually mean it. Um, so yeah, I think I would, I would pick share go moving forward. I know I literally snaked you a moment ago, but like, again, you snaked me sh- hard. I know, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> At the time of the experiment, we've had a lot more comments since, but when we actually did it, we had 228 entries. How many people of the 228 do you think picked Snake versus Cher? Half? Interesting. It wasn't exactly half. Do you think it was more Snakes or more Shares? Probably more Shares. Ah, you're wrong. It was more Snakes. We had 130 snakes and 98 sharers. Oh, okay. And because of those numbers, the probability of picking two snakes was about a third. The probability of us picking two sharers was 18%. And the largest probability was just under 50%, 49, was one snake and one share. So yeah, it was a 50% chance we were going to have to pay out 50 pounds uh which is what happened so yeah like given the proportion of snakes versus shares the result wasn't super surprising um but what i thought was interesting was kind of like how you said loads of people wanted to take it into their own hands loads of people wanted to share the money afterwards um in fact there's this tv show called golden balls that used to exist and lots of stuff happened in this show but in the final round it's like basically a more in- intense version of uh, Snake or Share called Split or Steal. There's two contestants at the end and a jackpot of far more than £50. And normally the conversation goes something like this. If I stole off you, every single person there would run over here and lynch me. There was no way I could... I mean, everyone who knew me would just be disgusted if I stole. I'm going to look into your eyes when we're asked to make the decision. And I'm going to be truthfully honest with you. If I look into your eyes and I see that you're genuine and you're going to split that money with me, I promise you, I will make the same decision with you. Can't be more straightforward and honest than that. But there's one particular episode which really stuck out for me where something strange happens. There's two contestants. One's called Nick and the other one's called Ibrahim. And I'm going to play the clip from it. I just want, I just want to hear your thoughts. Ibrahim, I want you to um, trust me. 100% I'm going to pick the steel ball. Sorry, you're going to I'm going to choose the steel ball. You're going to take the I steel. want you to do split and I promise you that I will split the money with you. Well, after you've took the steel. Yeah. You're going to take steel. Yeah. I'm going to take split. Yeah. So you take the money. And I will split it with you. After the show. Yeah. <laughs> Abraham, I promise you I'll do that. If if, if you do steal, we both walk away with nothing. I'm telling you, 100% no, I'm going to do it. I appreciate that. Right, I'll give you another alternative. <sighs> Why don't we just both pick split? I'm not going to pick split. I'm going to steal, Ibrahim. Honestly, 100% I'm going to steal. It's in your nature to steal. No, I, I'm i honest, and I'm going to tell you're, you're you... You're an honest I man. am. That's why I'm telling you I'm going to steal. If you do split, then I will I split think, the money. I can't see myself doing that. Okay, well, I'm going to steal, so we're going to leave with nothing. Where's your brains coming from? <laughs> I can't work out. I know that I'm a decent guy and I will split the money with you. 
Well, we should just both spit then. No, I'm going to do steal. There is no legal no, I know, requirement I know there is. I know there for is. him to give you the of money. Of course. If I gave you my word, now let me, let me tell you what my word means. Okay. My father once said to me, a man who doesn't keep his word is not a man. He's not worth nothing. Not worth a, not worth a dollar. I agree. So... Abraham, I'm going to steal. So you've got the choice. You either steal and we both walk away with nothing. Because you know, I've told you my intention and I've told you that I will split the money with you, Abraham. If I gave you my word that I was going to split, I would split. And you're going to take steal. So... The only way you can guarantee to walk away with 6,800 is by to guarantee that you both put the split ball in. And I do now have to push you for a decision. It's a tough one. We've lost it. We've lost everything. Okay. Class, then. We're walking away with no money because you're an idiot. No, that's not You're an idiot. Right. You're an idiot. That's what you are. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. That's what you are. We, we, this can go on all night and these people have got to get up for breakfast. <laughs> Nick. Choose split or steal. Abraham, choose split or steal. Now, please. Choosable. Right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go with you. OK. I'm going to go with I you. I promise you I will split it. You cannot change your balls now. Split or steal. Yes! Congratulations! You have both split and each received £6,800. Why did you put me through that? Why did you do it to me? <laughs> Who the worst person I've ever met? I knew it! <laughs> well, that was brilliant, Strashy. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? What do you think about that? That was interesting, right? What's his name? Nick? Yeah. Chose well, he was telling um his opponent that he was going to steal to guarantee that he would pick share. Yeah. And pick share for himself. That is really smart. I really like that. It's so smart. And he he like understands that stealing is the dominant strategy. I don't know, should I just explain what dominant strategy is? Here? Yeah, go for it. So in these sorts of situations, like I'm, I'm reluctant to say if there's a best strategy, but there's only two strategies, right? Mm-hmm. You either share or you snake. You either split or you steal, right? There's two things. And yeah. in game theory, a dominant strategy is a strategy that you can't exploit. So if I hear that you're going to pick share, I can exploit that because I can make more money for myself. The best way of thinking about it is, given your opponent's strategy, is there a strategy for yourself that beats the other strategy every single time and if there is and it's not always the case and depending on the game but if there is and that's your dominant strategy so you know if, if we're both playing and say, say I pick share if you pick share you get a bit of money but if you pick snake you get even more so snaking is better than sharing now let's think yeah. you know what if I picked snake well it doesn't matter what you get either way because I've, I've picked snake so that's so you get nothing either way so considering both of you know, all of the options that I have and stacking them against what you have, snaking is actually the dominant strategy. You can't really be too mad if someone's chosen to snake. Yeah. So Nick, out of the goodness of his heart, knowing that snaking is the dominant strategy, stealing or, or however it's called, you know, he's forcing himself into a situation that can't be exploited. Um, Ibrahim has to now pick share 
because now the option's gone out of the window. It's completely gone out of the window. Before, if he snaked, you know, he doesn't know. But pretending that, you know, you're going to definitely steal. So you can either leave with half or you can leave with nothing. And at that point, the strategy changes. You, you, you can't really snake. And fun fact, guess what Ibrahim said he would have done had Nick not played these mind games? He would have snaked. Yeah, he would have snaked. <laughs> so it worked. It worked so well, yeah. <laughs> That's a brilliant strategy. This guy was playing chess. <laughs> he was playing checkers. Is that me? <laughs> I mean, I I feel like not all snakes and sharers are equal because of this dominant strategy thing. Like I feel like there's a there's a scaly snake, a snake, a scaly snake, a snaky scale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I want to hear your thoughts. I feel like on one end you have the mahusive snakes who are just, like, pricks, right? They they suck. Yeah. They have no sense of justice. No offence if you're, like, one of them <laughs> and listening. <laughs> and then you have the snakes that want control. They know it's the dominant strategy. They know this is, the you know, unexploitable. Mm-hmm. And then you have snakes that would split afterwards. Like, that's, that's us, man. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And then on, on the complete flip side, you have people who want to share because they're super altruistic and they just want someone else to win regardless. Like, yeah. Those people annoy me so much because I'm not one of them. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be one of them. I'm trying to reframe the game in my head such that I feel about it that way, and then that way I can just stop being competitive. <laughs> and then, and then you have the sharers that I feel, you know, they don't want to be snaked, but they're gonna share in the hopes that everyone is nice. Yeah. And then That's you me, have sharers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think it is. And cute. And then you have the sharers in the hope that the snake splits afterwards or like makes a deal or something i don't know mm. so I think that's a bit naive but yeah yeah like they're not necessarily nice people they're just they're just hoping for the best yeah but there's a few differences between like snake and chair and like the original prisoner's dilemma game right so with our version you can judge or like roughly judge how many people are going to snake you and how many people are going to share right yeah whereas in the original prisoner's dilemma you can't see that. You you have no idea what the other person is doing at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then in ours, you can technically game the system slightly because you can kind of get your friends to be like, oh, let's all... If you, you have know, like 200 friends, yeah, if you have get 200. them all to game the system. <laughs> you just be like, yeah, we'll all pick X. You know, you can, yeah. some of you could pick share. We'll, we'll share the 50 pounds between yeah. 200 of us. <laughs> between all And I think the, I think the main difference between golden balls and situations like snake and share where you where you seek to gain something is that you're not losing anything like there's this thing called um loss aversion where apparently we feel the pain of loss more than twice as strongly as we feel the enjoyment of gain um so a life sentence in prison or a prison sentence that sucks way more than it it feels good to win money interesting psychology thrown in there too (laughs) (laughs) exactly so earlier you said you think that snaking is the dominant strategy is that right yeah but the problem is if everybody thinks that that's the dominant strategy if everyone knows that then everyone's gonna snake and if everyone's gonna snake then nobody really wins anything and Mm -hmm even though it's an unexploitable strategy, um, you know, if everyone picks that, we get into a state called Nash equilibrium. So the state is two snakes, like that's the state. And it's interesting because it's not, it's the thing that everyone does if they're all, you know, in their self-interest 
and they're all acting rationally and that's the state but like it's not always the profitable state um so yeah that's those are the two i think terms dominant strategy and nash equilibrium that i want to throw out there but I guess it's important to notice that snaking is only the dominant strategy if your goal is to maximize your profits. Um, yeah. You know, and we spoke a little bit before as well about how not everybody cares about money or, you know, a measly 50 pounds. Um, like the cost of looking like a snake versus the monetary gain might not be that high. And some people had a totally different priority completely in snake or share. I mean, a poet mm. with the handle of at so dosage wrote the most beautifully written prose about why he would pick share do you want to read it out yeah okay why i picked share you ask given the proposed circumstances the ideal scenario would be that my share and someone else's share are randomly chosen we bond over our mutual generosity we become close friends, spending hours discussing the unlikely coincidence that two separate warm bodies would arrive at a similar wholesome conclusion. Fate threw a stone in the pond and we've just been riding the ripples. We fall in love. 16 years later down the line and we're still riding those same ripples. Our two daughters, Bea and Zoe, adequately named after the hosts that facilitated said stone throw, joyously prancing around in the backyard. Alas, there was no stone. It was but a clumsy finger by one of the two hosts who had ultimately mistaken the love of my life snake for a share. A finger created the ripples, a cry in the shower, reminiscing about the days before I played this treacherous game. If only I could pay back £15. Oh my god, that was beautiful. Oh my god, the drama, the intensity. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so we've spoken about how snaking is... What is snaking? Is Which strategy? The dominant strategy. Yes, the dominant strategy. So... Let's say the same two people play the game, but 10 times in a row. Long-term solution-wise, what is the best strategy in your opinion? Oh, this is hard. Um, I think long-term-wise, share would be the best strategy. Because, I don't know. Okay, let's, let's say you play 10 times in a row. Would you? What would you do for the first one? For the first one, I would share to see what the person's doing i'm playing with the same person right yeah you're playing with the same person so let's say you share and i share we both share let's say we're playing together then what would you do on the second time i would snake you interesting on number two already (laughs) okay cool so why um just because from one i guess okay no actually I, i would share okay i would i would share until maybe like the fifth go is that provided i share as well or like Mm -hmm. say i snake on the second go would you start snaking me if you snake me on the second go then yeah i would start snaking you to make you realize that i'm also a snake and this isn't going to work out in the long term (laughs) and then probably share afterwards and then at some point snake you again (laughs) (laughs) so are you saying that you probably wouldn't share 
consistently throughout and you probably wouldn't snake throughout consistently. So I would try and share as often as I can. Um, throw in the random snake every so often. Just to assert yeah. dominance. Just to be like, hey, I'm going to snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a pretty good strategy, to be fair. I mean, if you snake consistently from the get-go, then that's, you know, the other person's going to catch on. They're not going to snake. Neither of you really go home with very much money. So yeah, I mean, and studies have found that in longer term scenarios, people that forgive quicker. So if someone snakes you and, and you forgive them faster, that uh, approach, as well as just sharing more, that those two things are quite good and more profitable. Yeah. And yeah, being a snake. So, so is the moral of the story to forgive if you're going to see someone again, yeah. Don't be a snake um, if you're going to see someone again. <laughs> Hiss wisely. <laughs> so earlier I said I wanted to talk about another game. It's called The Traveller's Dilemma. And it's not as famous as The Prisoner's Dilemma. Um, so this is the first time you're hearing this, right? Yeah. So maybe you can read this out for everyone listening. Okay. An airline loses two suitcases belonging to two different travellers. Both suitcases happen to be identical and contain identical antiques. An airline manager tasked to settle the claims of both travellers explains that the airline is liable for a maximum of $100 per suitcase. He is unable to find out directly the price of the antiques. To determine an honest appraised value of the antiques, the manager separates both travellers so they can't confer and asks them to write down the amount of value at no less than $2 and no larger than $100. He also tells them that if both write down the same number, he will treat that number as the true dollar value of both suitcases and reimburse both travellers with that amount. However, if one writes down a smaller number than the other, this smaller number will be taken as the true dollar value and both travellers will receive that amount along with a bonus. Two dollars extra will be paid to the traveller who wrote down the lower value and a two dollar deduction will be taken from the person who wrote down the higher amount. The challenge is what strategy should both travellers follow to decide the value they should write down? The two players attempt to maximise their own profit without any concern for the other player's payoff. So, to sort of summarise, there's some suitcases with some fancy antiques, and let's say you and I are the travellers, mm-hmm. so we both need to write down a number that we think, that we, we want to maximise our payoffs. So if you wrote down, like, I don't know, 50, and I wrote down 40, $40, you wrote $50, I wrote 40 Because $40 is less than 50 I get like a $2 prize for being honest. So I get 42 And because you wrote more and the true value is 40 you get a $2 deduction, so you get 38 Because you wrote more than me. Okay. But we can write any number between 2 and 100 So if we both wrote 100, we would both go with 100 There'd be no issue. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes sense. Basically, if we both write down the same amount, then what do we get? That that same amount. So if we both get write, wrote down the same amount, we would get that amount. And if one of us writes down a smaller amount, then we get rewarded with $2 per 
and the other gets a deduction of $2. Yes. So the lower amount is seen as the true value. So if you picked $100 and I picked $2, the airline people will think $2 is a true amount. Because I picked the lower amount, I get a reward of $2, so I get $4. But because you didn't, you'd get zero because $2 minus $2 is zero. And even though you picked 100 the, the true amount is seen as two because that's the lower one. Okay. But I'm only concerned about my payoff. Yeah, you don't care what I get. Okay. You want to maximise your own thing. Cool. So, we're going to play. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Okay, tell me when you want to... Tell me when you're ready. Sure. Ready? (laughs) Three, two, one. Show your page. Zoe picked $99, but Bia picked 98 Zoe wins $96, and Bia wins 100 <laughs> Yes! Exactly what I thought would happen. <laughs> you fell straight into my trap. Damn it! So why did you put down 99 Because, right, I thought that you'd think that I would write $100, so that you could write $100, so that we could get $100 each, right? Okay, fine. So then you thought you'd undercut me by putting 99, you thought that you'd get 101 mm-hmm. and that I'd get like 97. Yeah. Okay. And I knew you were going to think this. I knew you were going to think 99. So that's why I put 98 because I was like, so he's going to think 99. So I'll go one step lower and I'll do 98. So now because I got the lower value of the two of us, I get a $2 increase to 100 and you get 96. Did you say something earlier about not being a snake anymore? <laughs> And actually, actually, what is the dominant strategy here? Okay, so, and I will, I am not a snake I, I because of this. Like, <laughs> let's, like, let's explore. What is the dominant strategy? What do you think is the strategy that someone else cannot exploit? You can have as long as you want to think about this, by the way. Wait, what does it mean to that a strategy can't be exploited? Like, I guess, like, it, an exploitable strategy is you picking 99 because I can go 98. Or you thinking I would pick 100 so you can go 99, right? It's not dominant if it can be exploited. Yeah. What number do you have to pick between? Two and 100. So what would you, what what do you think? Two dollars. You're right. That is the dominant (laughs) strategy, picking two dollars. Because anyone, because that's the lowest number you can pick. If you pick two dollars and I pick any number above two dollars, you're guaranteed a four dollars. Yeah, exactly. And actually the lower you are like, it doesn't necessarily have to be two dollars for you to feel like you're in control like you could pick ten dollars just something low and you would be more in a more dominant position than someone who's picked a higher number than you should have given me more time to think i would have completely snaked you with two dollars and earned four dollars instead of what was it 97 <laughs> exactly exactly like this is the thing because <laughs> i wanted i wanted to see your initial reaction because it's one of those things where you think but if they pick 100 and then i'll pick 99 but if they pick 99 i'll pick 98 and just yeah. continue that thought process all the way down to two and i think the moral of this for me is the dominant strategy is not the most profitable strategy no it's not it depends what you want from the experience, really. Yeah. If you want to gain the most profit, then obviously the dominant strategy is not, not the best one. But if you're in the game to not win, which I don't know what you're doing, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> then I guess you can go with the dominant strategy because 
makes you feel good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel good. You're in control. I mean, but sometimes if you risk it for a chocolate biscuit, you get a bit more. Even though in in the Prisoner's Dilemma or Snake or Share, for example, the dominant yeah the dominant strategy in Snake and Share is generally the most profitable. Mm-hmm. Like, or it can give you the most profit. Obviously, if everyone yeah. does it, it won't. But in the Traveler's Dilemma, if the moment you choose two dollars, you've like chopped your own foot. <laughs> True. What did you learn from today's episode, Zoe? If anything at all. If anything, you gotta play mind-bending games if you're playing against people. <laughs> you have to put yourself in a situation where the opponent thinks you have the upper hand. Ooh, yeah. And you know, just go from there. Would you do anything differently based on our experiments? I mean, if I was a commenter who saw a snake or share post again on Instagram, I would still probably pick snake and then just share the prize with the sharer. Okay. Just because that is the maximum profit. Yeah. Right. I'm not I'm not a horrible person. I would definitely share. <laughs> so well, what about you? Would you change your decisions or... I know earlier you said you wouldn't be a snake anymore. <laughs> yes, it's true. I wouldn't be a snake anymore. I, like before, I was kind of similar to you that I would snake and then share it afterwards. But actually, I think I'm just gonna... I think in situations like these, I would just reprogram my mind to think it's not that deep and pick share and try and be altruistic about it and just not be competitive about it. And then if I change the game in my mind... I don't know. I feel like I can act differently. I haven't acted that way, though, in my life. So we'll see if, if I actually do that. <laughs> I mean, you betrayed me earlier. Only a little bit. <laughs> I think that's a wrap for season one. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your family and friends. Don't snake. <laughs> if you have Apple Podcasts, maybe leave us a cheeky rating on there. And... Make sure you're following us on Instagram or Twitter at How to Roll Bank, where we do posts on maths and sometimes a sneaky challenge. <laughs>